This is Simon Hill. This is my Brit Rest Journey. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is my Mike Dereef. Hi, this is Tom Thelma. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the nightmare fuel Hassan Malone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, Ooh Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Carl Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to toe a pro. Hello and welcome to my progress journey on bbgwrestling.com. I'm Chris Lapp. I'm delighted to welcome back to the show TNT Extreme Wrestling interviewer and commentator and Odyssey Pro Wrestling commentator, Simon Hill. <laughs> How are you? Uh, thank you so much for having me. I mean, part two. This It's been a while since we've done this, hasn't it? This has been at least a year. It's just, a, just, just over a year. It was the end of October, I think, last year. Yeah, yeah, it was good fun. Your thoughts? We all thought wrestlers coming back, and then it didn't come back for another eight months. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the conversation. I think we were all looking forward to the show that had been announced, and 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 I'd been butts on it, and you were looking forward to going to it, and uh, it just never happened. But you know what? I think in hindsight, you look back now, and man, it, it's 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 amazing to see how strong wrestlers come on since oh, coming back in summer. Um, I really do seriously mean this. Uh, before we kick anything off, I think British wrestling is now as strong as it was in 2016. Um, yeah. I think it's it's thriving. I think we've been through a real tough time where it looked like Brit Rest was never going to be Brit Rest ever again. And you look at it now, and it is just golden. I mean, it's the place to be again. You know, we're getting imports mm. wanting to come over. I mean, Haiyan. Uh, you know, Shimmer, world champion, and she's coming over spending three months over here. Uh, and we're getting yeah. all of that again because this is now becoming a hotbed of places to be. The scene is thriving, and I could not be happier to be a part of it. Yeah, between like August and probably the end of October, I think we were at a show at least uh, probably three shows a month. <laughs> yeah. And then we're like, oh, we just need to stop. I was spending all our spare cash on shows for this. <laughs> But we just, yeah, we haven't been to one for like eight months, so every show we saw, we're like, yeah, there's a free show in Rexel, let's go to Britannia. That's it. It's, it's been amazing. And you know what? You've got to hand it to the promoters as well and the promotions that everyone has just yes. stepped up. It's been incredible. Even the, the small family promotions, they're getting noticed, they're getting time. Talent are really appreciating that now as well. And I, I really think we're, we're in a special place with the UK scene right now. Yeah, I was going to ask this like later in the show, but we did have the speaking out movement. So, have you noticed a real change backstage now that wrestlers been back? Absolutely. Uh, I think there's a real unity backstage mm-hmm. now. And so, when I returned, I had been working in Poland for a month hosting uh, this, this gaming show, and I'd returned to the UK and got a booking for that week at LWF to ring it out. So that was the yes. first time I'd been backstage since, uh, you know, pre-COVID. And there was such a, excuse the term, synergy uh, backstage. Mm-hmm. Everyone was, you know, really rooting for each other. There's a joint kind of feeling, a family feeling now that everyone knows, you know, where each other needs to be. We just want to help each other. We want to build the best shows we can. Uh, there's a lot of love backstage. And... Mm-hmm. I have noticed that 
you know, it's certainly a lot closer knit now. I think is probably yes. the best way of putting it. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't worked backstage until we we both worked at obviously pro wrestling, but the, yeah. everybody backstage there wouldn't seem to be like little groups. Everybody was chatting to everyone. Yeah, everyone yeah, seems really happy. And, yeah, it's it's a really positive environment. I'm very fortunate with the promotions that I work for that every hmm. locker room I've been in, you know, I've been a part of that locker room. It's not like, oh, yeah. you're because you're not in ring talent, you just do your own thing. I am part of that locker room, part of that talent roster, and that's been such a beautiful hmm. thing. Uh hmm. so I think British wrestling is really in a happy place. Uh you yes. know, the egos are left at the door and then we, we deal with business and we, we know everyone's got their place, everyone's got their role and responsibility. And, uh, I think it's such a, uh, it, it's just a beautiful thing to witness. You know, I mean, you look mm-hmm. at the talent that have really broken through. I mean, pre COVID, you know, Alexis Falcon and Lizzie Evo were certainly making waves, but post COVID they've come back and they are now two of the biggest talents this country's ever seen. Uh, you know, and both still such a young age. Lizzie, 22. Uh, I think, uh, Alexis, Alexis Falcons, what, 23, 24, close to 24, maybe. Uh, so, you know, these ladies are running essentially the UK scene by putting on these masterclasses of shows. It's been one of the best feuds I think the UK scene has seen in a very long time. Um, and when you've got talent like that breaking through, you also look at the other younger guys, Tom Thelwell, Kid Lycos 2, Ethan Allen, Luke Jacobs, Scott Oberman, Cameron Solis. You know, I mean, all of those guys that I've just named are all under 22 years old. Uh, apart from Solis, sorry, who's 24. So, you know, those guys are currently all over this country doing what they do best and showcasing why this country is so damn good for talent. Mm. Um, I, I mean, we could go on and just list forever, Chris, to be honest, yeah. couldn't we? Um, you know, well, I'm you, fortunate. You can see it from when, uh, when, when Progress put on the first show, just the amount of more less talent they had on that first show. Yeah. You know? yeah. It just, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it just blew me away. regularly see. Yeah. Well, well, that's it. You know, I mean, look, the Northwest scene pre-COVID was was always thought of the forgotten region of of this this country, but now I think it's the hotbed. I think that's where it all Definitely. is. It, it really is. I mean, not just from a, a talent standpoint, but every promotion Northwest at the moment is absolutely slaying it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I've had the pleasure of being invited to to catch shows. Um, you know, North NCL and. Uh, all this stuff. I mean, even Kamikaze went to in Birmingham uh, a couple of weeks ago, and that was their first major show back. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, since the break, and they just knocked it out of the park. And it is so good to see that everything outside of London is doing so well. Uh, that's and amazing. I think that's something that we've really wanted and really needed in this business, uh, in this country for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, how have you found the transition from? Backstage interview and two commentators because I, I think you do. You're, you're a play-by-play on some, and you'll be on play-by-play on both. Yes. Uh, so it was it was an interesting transition. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. Um, so when you're backstage interviewing, the preparation is very different. Now, when I'm commentating, I will sit down with individual talent and plan what. You know, the, we'll, we'll speak about the story of the match, how this is going to play out, and we'll discuss certain angles and, 
move sets and transition. So it's a lot more in depth. My job mm-hmm. as a commentator is a lot more. I work a lot closer with the talent now. And yeah. for me to be good at my job, I need to make sure that I'm constantly studying. You know, I mean, Odyssey Pro Wrestling last weekend, we had that TLC match. Yes. <laughs> the weeks leading up to that, I had watched seven or eight different TLC matches making notes on, you know, the best way to deliver, you know, what the talent need me to deliver to make that story and make that match work from a commentary standpoint. You know, how can we put that match over even more and tell the story in the way that mm. they want? So very different. Whereas backstage interviewing is you get a sense of what angle you need to go to and you then look at the best way of getting the best out of the talent you're working for. Um, I will still never forget uh, what Lizzie Evo had put on Twitter <laughs> when I, uh, I was in Poland and yeah. it had been announced that I wasn't coming back to TNT as they just had a shift in direction. And Lizzie had put that post out on Twitter just, you know, uh, paraphrasing, but essentially saying thank you so much for helping me being able to cut the promo on the fly now because when I was a backstage interviewer I would do anything and go out of my way to help the talent become or action the best promo they could they could mm. do, you know, they could achieve. I would give the pointers, give the bullet points. They would ask me and that was a huge deal for me as well, is that they're coming to me to ask what works, what would be better, how can we do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think my approach there was my job is to get the best out of you. Uh, Whereas with this one, it's to work with you and get the best out of myself to deliver for the product. So it it was, it was a tough transition. My first one was set sale. I think was it set sale with Odyssey Pro Wrestling, our first show. We've had three shows and I'm just so. <laughs> you turned up. To, that, that was a fun day because you turned, you turned up like 20 minutes before the show started because you're stuck in. Yeah. You I, I, turn up or something, didn't it? Or yeah, that's so. right. Yeah. It was, uh, that, that was a tough journey. Um, but yeah, so it was, you know, that, that one was a learning curve for sure. Mm. I am my own worst critic, Chris. And, uh, I remember coming away from that, watching it back, and I was just not happy with anything I was doing. No. Um, so, you know, I just went to work, just what I do best. You know, I, I studied, I recorded myself going back over the matches, I would watch myself back again, and I, I would make various changes to my delivery in the way that I would pursue, you know, commentary, and, and mm-hmm. you know, so far I think it's working. Yeah. <laughs> How did you find out with Kurt? Because I think that was his first time ever commentating as well. Yeah, Kurt. Kurt's a great guy. Obviously, well known for his podcasting, and um, you know he's he's making that transition over to commentary. I know that he was uh, in a similar position. I think he was beating himself up a little bit after the first show, but he's been going through a lot back home. But he's now back with Odyssey. We had Steve Bibby from LWF jump in yes. on the second show. Who? <laughs> I have to give props to, uh, great to work with, really talented mm-hmm. guy, um, knows the business. Uh, I have to also thank him for the kind words that he said to me during the show. And it was, um, 
yeah, I would love to work with Steve again. I think he's uh, very talented, very, very good guy. Uh, you know, he wants me to come back to LWF one day, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, Kurt's, you know, he's, he's, he's back in it and, um, I think it's, it's, it's a learning process for him too, but I'm sure that, you know, with, with time and just like anything, you know, I think you learn by doing, uh, yes. and that's how you get better. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, we're both in this together for sure. Yes. I love that. I love that first Odyssey show. The crowd, I just couldn't right. believe how I heard the crowd crazy in Morgan, but being in that, in that atmosphere was amazing. I loved it. I so don't, I I, I, we've both been to a lot of shows, Chris, you know that. Um, I don't think I've ever been to a show, uh, a British indie show, where it's been like that. Um, it is on its own level. Uh, it's in its own league. Uh, you don't experience uh, Odyssey Pro Wrestling until you experience the crowd in Morecambe. I mean, even in Blackpool, the weekend, they mm. were non-stop. We squeezed 270 people into this gorgeous venue. Absolutely. Oh, I've loads. Oh, we <laughs> Well, as you can imagine, as talent, that's like the first thing we see. And, uh, you know, they're fortunate enough, uh, I'm fortunate enough for those guys to give me an entrance as well. So I have, I had to lap it up, Chris, you know, <laughs> I had to milk it just a little bit. And, um, it, it, it was a beautiful setup, beautiful stage, beautiful video wall, gorgeous venue. Obviously, it was all for a good cause for, for Jordan and, um, Every single person in that locker room, front and backstage, turned up and gave 110% and then some. I mean, we put on... If that was on TV, people would still be talking about mm. it. it yeah, I can't wait to watch it on... I guess it's going to be on Power 4 TV in a day. It will be on, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the editor is, is snowed under. I had a long conversation with him <laughs> last night. And, you know, that guy, since coming back... I, I, I don't feel like he gets enough credit. I know that we do put him over weekly on Twitter, but mm-hmm. uh if you think about it, that guy from TNT, Odyssey, Catch, uh, and, and Wrestle Carnival recently, and many more, <laughs> yeah. he has just been pumping out all this content. And, you know, without him, I don't think any of us would look and all sound as good as we do. Uh yeah, so, so I'd say there must be clones of Ant, Ant the editor and Tony Knox out there because yeah. every show you look at, there's well, yeah. the just... right, <laughs> that, that's exactly it. You know, um, yeah, I, I said before we uh, we started recording this that there's several people in this industry that I've seen more than my family since coming back. Yeah. Uh, I think Ant is definitely one of them. Um, you know, along with the Synergy lads, uh, there's a running joke that, uh, that I see them more than my own mother. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Troy Ryan's like, yeah, you know, I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, the other guys are Alexis Falcon and, and JJ whereby every show I've worked, uh, they've worked and, you know, almost vice versa. So we, we've been up and down the country at least once a week with each other. And, uh, it's been, it's been a, Incredible journey since coming back. Mm. I'm very fortunate, and uh, I think 22 is going to be even bigger. Oh. Hey, JJ Webb was a guy I hadn't seen before. Honestly, I just heard great things about him, but he seems to be on every show I've been on. Yes, yes, yeah. A proper dickhead heel. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he owns it. You know, I mean, you you look at the way that man preps and stuff, and he is, inc- sorry to break the fourth wall, but he's absolutely incredible. I mean, mm. he's, his talent is unrivaled for me as a heel right now. I mean, 
he knows how to get inside your head like that. He doesn't even have to try sometimes. And he knows how to do it. And then you also watch him in the ring. And, you know, heels are always kind of renowned for just breaking the rules or, you know, limited movesets. Just, I'm just going to play on you to try and get, mm-hmm. you know, the heat. But JJ goes to work uh, on his moveset as well. And it's visually stunning to watch. I mean, the match we had at Ignition, he was involved in that with, uh, Cameron Solis, Scott Oberman, and Thelwell. And that yes. match was explosive. Uh, JJ is... It was, I mean, for me, well, we'll talk about matches of the year so far a bit later, mm. I guess. But for me, JJ Webb in 2022 will be at the top of every card. Yes. I think he's phenomenal. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait for his match this weekend. Yeah, yeah, that one's <laughs> going to be special as well. You know, those two mm. guys know each other very well. And, um, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, both are going to be looking to get the upper hand on it. So it's going to be a very interesting match. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, yeah. It has the, has keep it locked with Simon Hill gone on a hiatus or has it been absorbed into TNT Ignition's YouTube now? Uh, no, it has gone on a hiatus. Uh, I was kind of expecting this question. I do still get it on a weekly basis. Um, mm-hmm. I actually got a memory today. It's been a year today since I did the Chase Owens interview. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if, yeah, you're just you're just about to do that. Um, you, I think you, it was the day after or the couple of days after you did I interviewed you. Yeah, Kevin, yeah. yeah, that was. So it. you announced it on the show, so it's about after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, <laughs> announced that Ricardo Rodriguez and a couple of others. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's on hiatus. So my last episode was obviously with my good friends Laura Bellion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was yeah. just before I went out to Poland. In that time, there's a lot of personal stuff going on as well, mm-hmm. and I needed to kind of focus on what I needed to focus on. It will come back. It's, it, I think it's inevitable that it will. It was. Um, it, I was lucky to have the the support, the crowd, the the you know the fans, the listeners uh, that I that I did, and you know all the guests that I had. You know, I remember even just getting jokes from people like yourself or Stu from <laughs> Stu's Wrestling Podcast going, how the hell have you managed to get this guest? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, but I really pride myself on delivering something good, and I think right now where the focus is, I wouldn't be able to deliver something that I could be 100% proud of. Um, just because of the ridiculous schedule that I have, and, you know, kind of just recovering and, and re, re, revamping everything else that's gone on in my life, uh, you know, this year. So absolutely will make a return. Uh, no doubt you'll be seeing me again doing some cool interviews with some cool people and, uh, yeah, you know, it'll get back up and running. This is the infamous Cameron Solis and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. <laughs> Right, so this Sunday at Fusion, yes. Liverpool, it's TNT high voltage, ignition high voltage. Main event, I can't wait for this match. Sounds, it, it seems it's got a proper end of an era feel to it. So Scott Oberman's title versus Cameron Solis' ignition career. Um, yeah. Solis laid it all on the line at high, uh, high voltage. This, yeah. this match is, 
is going to be explosive. Three, uh, now, three years feud, probably. Yeah, about that. About three years. Yeah. About three years on and off. Um, you know, definitely, definitely for the last two and a half, it's been pretty full on. And um, I, I hear from Cameron uh, a lot more than I like to at times. He's now dating, <laughs> so I don't have a choice. But um, this, for me, I, I've got to say this. You know, we wind each other up outside of the ring, but Cameron Solis is one of the best talents this country yes. has seen in years. Um, I mentioned earlier match of the year. Now, besides the Lucha Bros won at AEW, where they won the titles from the Young Bucks in a Cage, uh, yeah. that one. Yeah. Besides that, my match of the year is Cameron Solis versus Sonna Durson versus Scott Oberman in that triple threat match yes, we oh. had at Level Up, I think it was. Yeah. If you haven't seen that match and you think, you know, if you're in the mindset that a lot of people are, I was when I was younger, that the only promotions to watch are the AAA promotions, you know, mm-hmm. go to Powered 4 TV, subscribe and watch this match. Possibly the best match of the year for me. Cameron Solis, Scott Oberman, and Sonna Durson. Sonna Durson did stuff that we haven't seen Sonna Durson do for years, and he did new stuff that we've never seen him do. Yeah. Um, Cameron Solis, as always, is just, you know, he's a, uh, it, it doesn't care what it, how high it is or how far away it is, he, he's gonna try and make it, and he will jump off stuff. Uh, all that, all that, that leap from the, the entrance ramp. Yeah. Yeah, was insane. I mean, it was the push on Durson, I think, at first. Mm-hmm. I mean, he literally pushed Durson, you know, nearly 30 feet <laughs> off the barrier into the ring. Um, <laughs> decided to, to take that jump as well. And, um, yeah, you know, I think this one, this one is going to be, Cameron's got a lot to prove. Uh, yeah. you know, he's already become the champion, although it be for 30 seconds. Um, He's going to want to prove that he can do this properly and do it again and do it without being you know, messed over, I guess. Um, so I want to see him come away with the belt, but Scott Oberman's mm-hmm. a tough son of a bitch. Um, he does not take any crap and he will do whatever it takes. And don't forget, he's also part of Northwest Strong. So yes. if they're in attendance or if they show up, What's that going to mean for Cameron Solis? You know, he's not just fighting one, he's fighting potentially four or five. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's um, it's going to be explosive. It's going to be a, a big, big match. I really do hope Cameron wins it. And that's no offence to Scott Oberman, but, you know, Cameron, Cameron's deserved this for a long, long time. Just to so. end, end the year with him as champion of the week. I think, yeah. I think uh, him hitting that corkscrew and winning the championship is my best of the moments of the year in any promotion. <laughs> following his career for the last five years so. well we, we have this bit of banter every single time now so you know if, if we're just chilling in an apartment or whatever I'll be, you know and he'll say some, try and say something funny I'll be like well you can't even hit a culture of moonsault mate so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah I think it'll be a good match it'll be it'll be big and I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I think the card in general is just ridiculous. Um, you know, I, I, it, it's very weird because obviously Ignition is more of the, if you want a comparison, more of the NXT of TNT. Uh, yeah. In my opinion, um, you well, know, I kind of see them. It's kind of become equal with 
this show, no, the extreme, whereas extreme's the adult show, this is the family show. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Superstar Pros now, but feeder to them. Well, it, I mean, it, it probably could be next year. Obviously, Superstar Pro is, is its own entity. Whether, uh, Jay Atta wants to merge them in the future is, is probably, you know, what he might be thinking of. He, he did utilize Superstar Pro at a, uh, TNT show. So it, it's not ruling it out whether he'll do that. I'm not sure or just keep it separate. Um, mm. you know, Superstar Pro is more family than normal family show, isn't yeah. it? It's, uh, you know, you, you kind of typical resort wrestling, uh, show, very family orientated, uh, great talent on the roster. Uh, whereas I feel, I, th- I think there's a lot more opportunity on Ignition. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I, I think you're right. I think Ignition now, has absolutely gone, you know, head to head with the main, what they call the main show or the, the adult show, Extreme. Uh, I certainly see Ignition being spoken about a lot more on social media these days. And it's great to see because all those young guys and girls that come onto that roster and deliver just five star matches, uh, melts and have a field day, you know, um, cause everyone steps up. And when you're backstage, that, <laughs> the the feeling backstage is very different at extreme and very different at ignition extremes very very intense um there's a lot to get done a lot to get through um it's 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 a very positive atmosphere at both absolutely but the the expectations are very different yeah. uh, so you approach them very very differently extreme is almost a bit more businessy uh than ignition but when you're at ignition there's a lot more relaxation i think than than knowing what's going to be expected of you and um it's it's amazing that the that dynamic runs through tnt that you can have these two amazing successful brands both with very different feelings not just for the fans but for us as talent as well and we're able to still deliver this high quality triple a product and um i think that says a lot for jay Apter and what he's been able to achieve so far for TNT, uh, you know, I know he's been, I won't go into too much personal detail, but he's, you know, he's, he's had his struggles with it and, um, he's literally come back since, you know, we've all, uh, seen wrestling come back and just grabbed it by the horns and ran with it. And he, for me, my personal opinion, as of this moment, I'd say TNT's got to be up there with the top promotions in the whole country right now. Oh, I love it. Yeah. They say my my six year old loves it, my sixteen year old loves it, my girlfriend loves it. <laughs> it's like the whole family. Yes, yeah, yeah. everybody on it. So. Yeah, definitely. And I think that again is a very difficult thing to achieve. And Jay has got that right. You know, that there is something for everyone at TNT, and that's not an easy thing to to do. Uh, but he's managed to pull it off. And you know, we we had extreme fields, which was my oh, best. <laughs> Calling eight. Do you need any help? Do you need any help, Jay? Oh my God! I mean, well, that, I that again. <laughs> I think I got through twenty, twenty-five or twenty-six matches. I called in those two days. Uh, Mark and I, our vocal calls were just ready to give up. Um, I remember at the <laughs> the main event, which was Clint Margera uh, versus Tyler Devlin. 
which was an absolute brutal match, by the way. I mean, for me, the best hardcore match we've ever seen at TNT is between Clint Margera, Sessionmoth, Martina at Thrill Kill, which, again, you can go and watch Powered 4 TV. It was... You didn't just have storytelling. You had two people who respected each other but were also happy to beat the shit out of each other, and they absolutely <laughs> did. Um, yeah. One of the most brutal I think we've ever witnessed has to be between Tyler Devlin and, and Clint Margera. Like, those guys were out for blood, and there was no pulling punches. I mean, before the bell even rang, Tyler Devlin just smashed a light tube across yes. the side of Clint Margera's face, which just cut his eye right open. Um, uh, his ear, sorry. Um, and that, it only got worse from there. <laughs> you know, it was... <laughs> It was, it was brutal from start to finish. So, um, yeah, looking forward to watching that back. I mean, again, we've mentioned him once, but Ant has had his hands full with that one. Uh, you know, having to edit a seven and a half hour show, uh, 18 matches, I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> and then obviously having to edit, you know, the comms around it and the audio and I just, no, I just, just, yeah. <laughs> No wonder it's taken him uh, a few weeks to get done because it just sounds a ridiculous project. But he's a man that makes things work, Chris. You know what he's like. He's, uh, he's dedicated to his craft and he does it so, so well. Amazing job. Uh, if we go through the rest of the card on high voltage, so we've got JJ Webb taking on the Prince of TNT. Top, top yeah. Thelwell. Yeah, yeah, I think Thelwell so this is... this off the back. the back of the tag team match the last yeah. year. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, Thelwell... You know, I've I've known Tom a couple of years now, and uh, I've got pictures on my phone of when we first did an interview together. Actually, let me get this up. He'll kill me for this. Um, there was this. This is like January. Because he just turned seventeen or something. Yeah, yeah. I think he just turned eighteen when I interviewed him. So you must have just turned seventeen. God, he's gonna kill me for this. So that's Thelwell <laughs> pre-pandemic. Yeah. Uh, you look at the man now, and he's just posted this. I'll uh, we'll we'll do some visual stuff for your audience uh, here, Chris. Uh, I think it works. <laughs> um, why aren't you coming up? He hides his bloody social media, you know. Um, oh, maybe he's put it on his Facebook. But he uploaded a picture today. Uh, one that. Oh, um, it's called as uh, no black. Yeah. 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 Um, I haven't got it, but he's got one of me posting on it. But you, 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 you see the difference in him. I mean, just there, you know, the the, yeah. the the difference in him now is night and day. He's he's jacked. He's looking great. He's in great shape. He's changed the way he appears. Um, you know, his whole gimmick has has changed, and he is going to be a star. He's going to break many hearts on the way, but he's yeah. going to be a star, you know, don't forget this lad, he's still no older than 20, you know. Um, I must just 10, 19. Yeah, yeah, and he he can do what he does at his age. It's scary. Look, that is a thing. Uh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so intrigued to see what he's going to be like when he's 23, 24. He's I, now. I don't think we'll have him on the indie scene at that point. Uh, I really no. don't. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time now until that, that lad gets snapped up, um, wherever that may be, whether they're going to fly him out to America, Japan, 
Uh, it's just, I think we're just counting down the days until that happens, to be honest with you. I think he's an unbelievable talent. He's athletic, agile. He's got the look, he's got the attitude, and he knows exactly what he wants. Uh, and when you speak to him backstage, he's, he's got, he's got the right attitude backstage too. You know, he wants to still improve. And we were standing backstage after level up, and he came up to me and was like, Sai, have you got any feedback for my match, please? And again, you know, there's, there's a flat, flattering thing to that, that these guys care about or understand that you understand the business enough to care about mm. how their match goes. And, it's it's a beautiful thing and and literally there's there's very little that I I can feed back on someone like Thelwell that needs you know work because he is just an all rounder already for me. Uh, there's several guys and girls like that in this country right now and um, he's one of them. So that match between he and JJ Webb, it's it, it's got potential to be a show stealer. It really mm. is because you've got two of the best in this country, not just in the northwest scene, in this country. You're putting them in a ring together in a match that means something. This isn't just an exhibition match. You know, this match is going to lead to something. Tom is holding that briefcase. JJ Webb wants the title. He wants yeah. his opportunity. So, yeah. you know, you, you have <clears throat> two talents who can both be complete arseholes on their day, but will do anything to pick up the win. So I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah, that that open two minutes of that scramble match were amazing. That's another one. That was on the same card as Solace, mm. uh, Durst, yeah. Over. That scram, I, I would say that's the best scramble match I've ever witnessed. Yeah. Uh, that was my sister's first ignition, and that was her favourite match of the entire weekend, including Thrill Kill. Now, yeah. bear in mind at Thrill Kill, we had some real good matches. I mean, Clint Margera, Session Moth Martina, we had the She-Wolves, uh, mm-hmm. you know, pick up the win over there. And it was just, you know, Alexis Falcon and, and Kira Kaimera was incredible. Um, but no, her favourite match was that scramble match. And that is because everyone, again, everyone involved turned it up to 11. Uh, there is no 9, there is no 10 when it comes to TNT. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think there's even a nine or a ten when it comes to the level of talent that we book here at TNT and that are currently running this country's scene. Uh, I think it's just beautiful to see and incredible. So yeah, I think uh, I think that match in particular, I'm that's probably the match I'm excited about the most this weekend. Yes. JJ Webb and Tom Thelwell. Another match has been like four months in the making. It's uh, Jira Adams versus Tonga, last woman standing. These, these, these two plus probably Lizzie Evo and Alexis Falcon seem to make up the main events of so many promotions. Just any combination of them four women. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, all those four women, funnily enough, are in the Fatal Four Way Odyssey Pro Wrestling on December 4th, uh, to crown the first ever, uh, women's champion, which is going to be amazing. So, um, you're absolutely spot on though. I mean, I only started working with Tonga this year mm-hmm. and I'd obviously seen a lot about her and, um, you know, watched a lot of matches that she'd been in, but she is another one. You could put her on any promotion right now and she will main event. Yeah. She should main event because she, again, you, you look at the breaking the fourth wall character work that goes yes. into someone like Tonga. Say, say the same thing. <laughs> you know, it's, 
there aren't many people in this business that can do it the way she can. Uh, she really, you know, I, I would put her on the same level in terms of JJ Webb, like, but the way she does it, she has this little finesse part that just everything about her glows. Everything. Yeah. You know, this whole, I do it on my terms, I'll do it when I'm ready. Like, it's such a bitchy character, but she's so damn good at it. Yeah. Um, so this match, again, G is another one that I've had the pleasure of working with a hell of a lot over. Uh, since we've come back, uh, we've worked together a couple of times pre-pandemic. She has gone from strength to strength. Mm. I mean, she is up and down the country. You name a promotion now, she's more or less been there. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a couple left on a, a tick list, I know, but uh, she is a phenomenal athlete, powerful, powerful woman who is mesmerising to watch. To watch her work a ring and to see the ring IQ she has at her age is unheard of. Yeah. You know, it's um, it's breathtaking. It does sound like I'm just constantly putting people over here, <laughs> but I'm just being brutally honest, guys. You know, if you, I think I I have the very very fortunate advantage of being of seeing these guys go to work, and I see what some of these guys really do put in, and it's you you would never think it until you saw it. You know, um, and somebody like Jir is exactly that. Uh, another star in the making, really. Uh, so this match, it's been a long, like you said, it's, it's been hell of a long time in the making. I think both Tonga and Jir have, uh, you know, they've had enough of each other. So Jir doesn't hold her punches and Tonga, you know, when she gets going and she wants to get on top, she'll do what it takes to get there. It doesn't matter who's in the way or what's in the way. She's going to get it. Um, and you know, I can, I can speak from, from people that have taken it. That running knee she delivers, there's no give in that. <laughs> there's no sell needed in that knee. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a big one. I think that is a, another one to look out for, for sure, because of the, the two women involved. Uh, you know, I don't know who has the, the upper hand here because. You look at the endurance of Tonga, but you look at the strength and power of Gia. It's it it's it's such a close match to call that one. Gia's on a great run. She had wins over Lucy Sky and Hannah uh, mm-hmm. at the last two shows. And... Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think she she's on she's on a roll right now. Um, but you know, Tonga, although she does it on her own terms, she she knows what she's capable of, and I think everyone else does as well. Shall we quickly go through the rest of the card and then we'll move on to Odyssey? So yeah, sure. Strategy. Shred- <laughs> it's been like a four-month four feud with a combination of Simon Miller and Brian Adenson. Yeah. Them two, all with the partner. But finally, Big Gun Joe. This match was booked four months ago. Yeah, yeah. I can't Big Gun Joe made the save on Simon or did Simon make the save on Simon, Big Gun Joe? Simon made the save. Yeah. Um... And, yeah, this is another one. I mean, look, for me at the moment, Synergy are the most dominant tag team in this country. Uh, they're phenomenal. I would love to see them go against Kings of the North. I think Ooh. that, that is a fast <laughs> match waiting to happen. I mean, you have four of the strongest guys, two of the best tag teams this continent mm. has got at the moment. And I think you're just waiting to, to, to print money. Um, 
but yeah, for me, so the Synergy lads, you know, that, that joke, I have seen these guys at least once a week <laughs> in, the, in, in the last few months, and they are phenomenal at what they do. They, guys that size should not be ha- as, as agile as they are. <laughs> uh, I saw them in this TLC match. We had Odyssey Pro Wrestling the weekend. That's uh, a beefy boys, isn't it? <laughs> that, that's it. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that it's you're gonna need to watch that when that comes out. Yeah. Um, absolutely. But uh, we were watching. Now, I, Troy Ryan's not scared to get on the top rope. You don't really yeah. see Anderson Daniels do it, but he did. And uh, they they popped for a little Dudley uh, the Wassa uh, <laughs> move, and they did that. And and it was Anderson Daniels that got on the top rope and. I don't get how a guy the size of Anderson Daniels, I mean, six foot four, um, you know, the guy squats 230. I mean, mm-hmm. the way he flew through the air was like it was a feather. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how you do the The man ha- controls gravity. Uh, it's just unreal. And then you've got Shreddy. I mean, he's another guy, I think, post-pandemic that has come out and just blown up. He's, oh, I, love I love his new heel character. I, I like the, I like Shreddy. Happy, yeah. go lucky Shreddy. <laughs> Pre-lockdown, I love this heel. Who's that? I, I, I think he's found his calling now with this mm. gimmick. Um, and you you look at what he's able to achieve. I mean, look, physically he's chiselled and chipped and he's been made out of Play-Doh or something to look that good. Um <laughs> You know, he is a phenomenal athlete with strength and endurance to match. Um, and then you mentioned the gimmick. I mean, this guy has it all. And he has come out of the pandemic with this whole new attitude, this whole new gimmick, this whole new approach, new moves, everything. And he's just, again, a full package. He really is. Yeah. Uh, so you, you put him with arguably the most dominant tag team in the country. Uh, against somebody like Simon Miller. Now, I've known Simon quite a few years. Um, mm-hmm. We go back from working together on various games and stuff like that. And with Cy, I absolutely love how it's not about Mr. What Culture anymore because no, he's no. now been respected as a professional wrestler because he's bloody good at it. Yes, um, you know, you... You see him backstage and he's constantly planning. He's constantly coming up with ideas. He's constantly wanting to get this over, that over, change this. How do we do this? How can we make this good? He's got the mind for it. Um, and again, his ring awareness and ring IQ is scary. You look at the way he walks around a ring. He knows where he is at all times. And he's also got this really weird... It's almost like he's got sensors in the back of his head mm. because he seems to know where everyone is. And that is also scary to witness. Um, you know, this, this, Miller now is, is just on a trajectory. Uh, I think, yeah. you know, forget Mr. Watt culture, forget the internet guy. He's a professional wrestler now. Um, you know, he's going to still do his YouTube stuff and he's still going to be Mr. Watt culture. But what I appreciate now is that people see how good he is in a ring and knows that he's not just a fan living out a dream. I'm sure that is the case, but he's actually really, really, really damn good at this. Uh, so I think with him and obviously Brian, uh, coming out of. That wouldn't have been a team I, 
initially put together in my head, but they work so well. So I love the way they slap each other's heads. Yeah. As tags and stuff. <laughs> Definitely a bizarre pairing. Like, I think no one expected it. And, and Brian was coming out of the claw training school and, uh, obviously he's trained up in, in, in the Northwest scene. And, um, it's, it's been great to see Brian develop the way he has. Mm. Um, He's another person who's always after feedback. He wants to know how this went, that went. You know, he's always looking to improve on anything, whether that be gimmick, character work, or moves, or delivery, transitions, feeds, whatever it might be. He's just looking to to really, you know, go to that next level. And I, I've already seen that movement for him just go up steadily. And he's, you watch him in the ring, you watch the way that gimmick goes and it's just so captivating every time you know he he's hilarious uh he's is is a comedian backstage as well and uh he's he's such a positive person to have around a locker room yeah it's great i've interviewed him a couple of times <laughs> yeah yeah really lovely boy so, yeah yeah and finally we're gonna have big joe back somebody else who's gotten phenomenal shape during the pandemic ruining his gimmick or he thinks he's big now he is big you can't sing Tiny Tiny Joe with him anymore because he's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Joe and I, we we see each other a lot, uh, you know, at various shows, even just shows we're there to be, you know, to watch. Um, uh, we always just have this ridiculous banter backstage of ripping into <laughs> each other, but I could not be more proud of what he's achieved in the time he's achieved it in. Uh, you know, recently returning from a stint in Italy, um, where he was phenomenal, you know, watching some of the clips that I've seen. And you just look at the general progression of Big Guns Joe from wanting to be Big Guns Joe to now yeah. actually being Big mm-hmm. Guns Joe. And every time he comes through the curtain, you know exactly what you're getting because he's just so damn good. Uh, another one that has worked so hard in the gym and at training, um, relentlessly working with some of the best in this country. And he's always looking to, you know, solidify various aspects of what he's about, you know, for, for this business. And there's another one, you know, with, he's, he's, he's been and slowly getting to the top trying I, I almost slipped up there but uh he's you know he's he's on his way up and i think again that's just another one it's just a matter of time i think we're just counting down the days until we see joe on our tvs every week yeah another uh, so, guy he's, he could be the most lovable baby face or the most dickhead heel yeah 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 <laughs> he could do both amazingly so he it took uh, me a couple of shows to get used to him being a face because at Vessel island he's always been <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, 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 the whole face side of Big Guns Joe only came around kind of a few months, really, before the pandemic, maybe like six months yeah, before Sunday or something. Future, was it Future Shock? He power yeah. slams cyanide? I mean, that seems to that would be the face uh, turn everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, he started started as a, a face at TNT and, um, you know, he's a complete dickhead at Odyssey. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got it all. Uh, yeah, but he's still, uh, still here at Vessel Island as well. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you know he's um, that kid's in for a bright future for sure. Mm. Yeah, there. Uh, two more matches to round off. So we've got uh, Chase Alexander versus Leon Gray, and then on the VIP, the match is Hammer Taylor versus Aurora Tevez. 
two very talented women, very mm. young, yes. very talented. Uh, I haven't met or worked with Aurora yet. Uh, I didn't return to TNT for going off big time, which is where she made her debut, I think, if I remember. Yeah, her versus Axis Falcon. Yeah. Well, I've, you know, I've, everything I've seen uh, has been phenomenal. Uh, so I am really excited for this because I love what Hannah does. Um, you've got to be good at what you do if you can make your hometown hate you. Um, <laughs> and Hannah Taylor seems to do that with ease. Uh, she's also into some great music. Uh, we're into very similar music actually, but, um, you know, she's, um, she's another one that's broke, broken through. Uh, you know, and got herself. Up on it, it's just that have, having this name change just seems to click something in her head. Yeah. And yeah. this new, uh, this new persona, and yeah, I loved her. Yeah. yeah I she was quite fun. She was really fun as Jessica Light, but as Hannah Taylor. Yeah. I love I love yeah, I think, style. I think this has been a new change, and I think she needed that, uh, for herself and, and for what she wanted to go to next, that next level. Um, I think now you look at what she's doing and, She's just again going from strength to strength. I saw a, a kamikaze, uh, two weeks ago, last week, whenever it was. And although that was a very comedy based match, she pretty much stole the show. Everything mm. she was doing, because she's got that banter anyway in real life. You know, you, you, you see her and she's constantly joking. She's constantly giving out shit. And for her, for that match, I think that was just her. You know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. her being put in a position. She made the most of it. Uh, but you watch her work in the ring and she's seamless. That match she had against Jill was incredible at level. Oh, she put that, she put that fan in his place when he was shouting things out. Oh, well, oh. that's in there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, and again, you know, there's, there's a fine line between the, the, the gimmick and the real person there. That, that I would expect to hear from Hannah anyway. Uh, yeah. she absolutely shut that fan down and it was perfect. Very well delivered. Um, so yeah, I think, I think this match has, has some real potential for, considering it's a dark match. I mean, you know, you look at that, that could be on the main card. It could be the first match or the, or the main event, really. Um, because you have two of the best upcoming young women in this country going at it, eager to grab a spot, eager to prove a point. Aurora Tevez, she might be short, you know, she's, she's very light, but she's very agile. She's very fast. She's very methodical. She's meticulous. Mm-hmm. Hannah Taylor, you know, has got this real hard technical ability about her, but she can also move incredibly quick. Uh, so I think you put those two together, it's going to be magic. It really is. Yeah, uh, man, like the Reese and um, Jimmy Jackson have been announced, but I've, I've not seen if they've been put in any matches yet. Uh, if it hasn't been confirmed, I cannot tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find it when I was looking at which to us. But, you know, Therese but again, I, I, I think phenomenal athlete. Uh, that's, that, you, you put Therese in the same conversation, really, for me, as the likes of Thelwell, JJ Webb, and, uh, you know, those sort of guys, Kid Like Us too, but just this crop of young talent that are currently running the scene. I mean, Therese is scary because he's big in terms of muscular, Excuse me, muscular, but how he's able to <laughs> deliver 
some of the moves he does, it should not be possible. Gravity shouldn't allow it, but Darius finds that gravity from somewhere uh, and defines it, you know. So um, I think, you know, he's another one that wherever I get, wherever I work and I get to work with Darius, it's always a good time. Yeah. And I would, I would recommend if everyone is going to a TNT mission event, go to the VIP, because yeah. the matches they have on that, they've got yeah, Hannah Taylor versus Aurora, but then they had James Reed versus Tommy Jackson, and we've had the uh, made to last implode in the first level up. Yeah, yeah. After a qualifying yeah. match with it. And that was that was a great match. Uh, I think what was beautiful about that is obviously both men know each other inside out, and uh, you know they they weren't scared to be a bit stiff at times, <laughs> and, and that showed because they both wanted it so bad, um, and it was a real good match. They went out there to prove something that night, and I think both men walked away as a winner. To be honest. There's only an extra five to go into the VIP and you yep. get your photo with the wrestlers, get the VIP match from Row. Yeah, you, you get it all and, and you get that full experience. And as you said, I think for me, front row in any wrestling show is always an experience because you can stand up from the back and watch, but you will, mm-hmm. even though you're watching the same stuff unfold, you have a totally different experience when you're sat mm-hmm. on totally different. Uh, so. Yeah, it's uh, it's worth it. It's what TNT do very well. They offer these various packages that give you the opportunity to to get in amongst it. You know, you can be as close as you want uh, mm-hmm. and and be you know with that talent. You can have your photos taken with that talent. You can witness a great match that no one else who hasn't bought VIP will be able to witness. And um, yeah, it's 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 a great. It's just another great string to the bow of TNT. Yeah, and post events, everybody stays around. They, they all talk to all the fans afterwards. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's something that with everyone. And... We we made a point of doing. You know, we were very thankful for all the fans that mm. turn up, that invest in us, that constantly talk about us on social media and share stuff, and you know that allowed throughout that two and a half hours or however long it may be. And the least we can do is you know come and say hi and interact with you guys yeah. thank you for being so supportive thank you for being so uh invested in us and sticking with us and uh we're generally incredibly thankful for that just this is where an hour in and we haven't discussed that <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do chris if you remember this is exactly what happened the first time around is when you and i get together we talk a lot and uh, you know, I, I think I think that's what makes this this podcast so much fun for me. Is I think I actually didn't I tweet you or Instagram you or something recently uh, about the episode uh, that we did a year ago, and uh, it was one of the, the the ones that I enjoyed the most because you know we just get lost in in what we love to talk about. So. Yeah, the Northwest scene, I could talk about it all. Yeah. <laughs> There's not many people in my life who can talk about that at the Northwest. Yeah. <laughs> they always want to talk about WWE and AEW. Oh, man, no, no. <laughs> no. All the action's happening right here in the UK at the moment. This is the unforgettable Andre Decker, and you're listening to BBG Wrestling. Yeah, so 4th of December, Odyssey is back in Morecambe at the... How Alhambra life <laughs> the conference so much easier to say. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So OPW, buried treasure. Um, the show will crown um, the Odyssey champion and the OPW women's champion. It will. Um, we have Se- 
We have the semi-finals and the final of the Odyssey Championship tournaments. First semi-final is Ryan Hunter versus Sam Bailey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've seen on Twitter, Sam mm. and I, uh, you know, we've got a very love-hate relationship at Odyssey Pro Wrestling. Mm. Um, you know, for it to, to the point where he's tweeting management to try and get me sacked. Uh, so, <laughs> oh. yeah, no, but this, this match, look, you know, uh, t- take that away uh, of whatever's going on between Sam and I, but Sam is a 16-year veteran. Sam has trained some of the best this country has ever produced. Mm. Um, you know, Mr. Future Shock has done so much. He has achieved so much. His accolades are a, l- a long, long list of incredible firsts, incredible achievements. Sam Bailey is an athlete. Mm. Uh, not just that, but Sam knows exactly how to get the reaction he wants. And again, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, so I think this match with Ryan Hunter, obviously Ryan Hunter is his hometown boy, you know, he's, uh, I don't think. I've heard him described as either the John Cena of Morecambe or yeah. the Hulk Hogan of Morecambe. John Cena <laughs> of Morecambe, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you, I have worked a lot of shows, Chris, various promotions. I have never heard the reaction that Ryan Hunter gets. I've never heard it anywhere. Um, it's, it's scary really that, you know, 200 to 300 people can scream that much, can make that much noise for one person. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. But Ryan is also backing it up. You know, he's not just the poster boy. You watch this man wrestle, and he's another one that shouldn't move as quick as he does, but he does, and he does it well. That's amazing. Um, um, Odyssey, the set sales, the first time I've ever seen him wrestle. I've seen him on YouTube. I hadn't seen yeah. him live before. And yeah, it's completely different seeing him live to what well, on TV. You know, his, his finish, the Hunter's Arrow, is a move a big guy shouldn't really be able to execute uh, no. so well, but he does it so, so well. Um, so I think, you know, it's going to be a big match. It's going to be a big match for both. Both have got a lot to prove. Ryan is, he, he wants that opportunity to be, to not not just be called the John Cena of, of Morgan, but to be the John Cena of Morgan. Yeah. Uh, and to be going up against arguably one of the most experienced this country has seen in years, uh, it's going to be a tough challenge for him. Yeah, and then the second semi-final, we've got the Cumbrian Outlaw, Rick Marcus versus Tuvis. Two of my, yeah, now, two of my favourites. Yeah, uh, you, you, you took the word out of my mouth there. I mean, Tuvis, you see the character work that that lad has been able to work on and produce and deliver. I couldn't, I, I couldn't believe that that was the first, the, that set sales, that was the first match him and Jennifer ever did together. I was like, yep. no, you must have, she must have been your manager for years. It's just the chemistry they have between them. I couldn't believe yeah. that was the first match. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's another one. I remember we were in Mackies together and he was asking me, uh, feedback on his match and there was, there was nothing I could say. I mean, no. for such a young man who has got that abundance of talent already, um, he intimidates you when he's out there. You know, when he's out there and, and Tuba is, is, is about you're intimidated, um, and rightfully so. And he is, he's got this incredible technical ability, 
and great mat work. But then you also look at the way that he executes just the simplest of drop kicks that just look brutal. Uh, there's not many people mm. who can do it the way he can. Um, Rick Marcus is just on the up. He is just on this massive trajectory. He's riding the waves, and he had he's, a show in Somebody, I think, lockdown was brilliant for. I think it, he needed them 18 months yeah. to yeah, sort himself out, figure out where he wanted to go. He came out of that one of the best, uh, yeah. you know, in terms of, I needed this break to figure myself out. And he yeah. came back. I mean, every time we're in a locker room together, he's always so positive, so energetic, um, so honest as well. And what I love every time I see it is I see the difference in work from two weeks ago to now because he's constantly working. He's constantly improving. He's constantly looking for new ways to be better. And I think you see that every single time you see him in a ring. Uh, so... That match for two of this, you know, in 2022, everyone will know who these two men are. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because, you know, they are riding that wave. You know, we're about to see new stars from this scene make the big jump. Um, and I think that leaves room for people like Tubit and Rick Marcus and even the likes of Aurora Tevez and Hannah Taylor to step in that spot. Uh, yeah. So, you know, those two. They've got a lot to prove. Obviously, there's a lot at stake. There's going to be a big match. Do you want to make a prediction of who will be champion at the end of the night? Or? <sighs> I think it'll get me in trouble if I do. Um, <laughs> especially if I don't pick Sam Bailey. Uh, I won't give a prediction, but I will say this. Everyone that is in that semi-final hmm. can and will main event any promotion in this country. Um we are very lucky at Odyssey Pro Wrestling to have the level of talent we do, but what we do have that I haven't really experienced to this level at Odyssey Pro Wrestling is we're a family. You go backstage and the love is so real. Uh, the, the, the attention to detail, the little things that the likes, you know, the owner Ethan will come up and discuss with you personally, take the time to sit with you and go, this is how I need things, this is what we need to make this work. And he's always so calm and so relaxed, mm-hmm. even though in his head, seeing it happen, he's stressing. Um, yeah. But one thing that Ethan has managed to create alongside with uh, Rick Marcus, uh, Decker and, and some others, is just this beautiful camaraderie backstage. Mm-hmm. Um Definitely. There are no egos in that locker room, not one. And everyone, whether it be Lizzie, Alexis, Tonga, Joe, Sam, uh, Rick, Tubit, whoever it might be, they will come up to you and give you their thoughts, their honest opinion to help you be the best person you can be. Um, and that is something I haven't experienced to that level anywhere else. Yeah, Odyssey Pro Wrestling is one of the most beautiful locker rooms I've ever been in. Uh, it's incredible. And everyone's so happy. Everyone's so positive. We just want to work together. And, you know, I get to see a lot of my friends at Odyssey, as I do at TNT. And uh, I think, you know, I've been very fortunate, Chris, to be given the opportunities. Obviously, you know, it's up to me to make the most of those opportunities. But, you know, for the position I'm in and being in this year, I think I'm very fortunate 
to have so many amazing people, you know, surrounding me, making me a, a better person, not just professionally, but personally as well. Yeah. Uh, next, I think we've kind of already discussed this match for the Alexis Falcon versus Gio Adams versus Tonga versus Lazivo. Yeah. A four-way elimination match to crown the first ever APW Women's Champion. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's carrying on, you know, what we already know about Lizzie and Alexis. Excuse me. Um, but when you're adding Tonga and Gia in there as well, uh, it, it's fireworks. It's magic. It's, it's printing money. It's every fan and even every person in that locker room will be watching that match. Hmm. Uh, because you have the four biggest arguably best women in this country right now going at it. You know, you said it earlier, at least one of these four women seems to be main event in somewhere, and they're all in the ring together. So, you know, I think the fans are the real winners here. Yeah, and I I think there's a a nice another level of the women's division. I I heard that Jenny B and Helena Razor had a great match at the weekend, so... They did, they did. It was great to see Helena back, and... um, you know, Jenny as well. Jenny's another one so underrated. I mean, you can tell what's going on in Jenny's head by just looking at her face. Uh, yeah. there's, there's very few, uh, talent out there. I mean, Debbie Kaisel's another one for that. You know, you look at the way Debbie's character work is and you know by the face first and that is a talent you can't teach. Uh, and Jenny's got that in spades. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I match I think it was announced last night or maybe Monday night as RPD versus Scotty Rock versus Lance Rivera. Yeah, <laughs> I mean <laughs> three completely that's a styles clash of three people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean you know, breaking that fourth wall again, Scotty is a close mate of mine and you know, even I got a little emotional when he won the belt at uh, TNT yeah. Thrill Kill. The, uh, Ultra X Yeah. That's the one, and um, because he deserves it, he's worked incredibly hard. He's another one that has come out of the pandemic a better person, a better talent. I think for me now, and I recorded the podcast, TNT podcast, yesterday with Clint Margera, and both Clint and I said that he is one of the best wrestlers in this country right now. Um so I think you're sticking him up against somebody like Lance Rivera, who's definitely one of the best upcoming talents in this country. He's had a great, great comeback since. We are, yeah. we are, he co-hosts the Breaking Book Glorious yeah. with me. The running joke before the part of the lockdown was nobody's ever seen him win a match. He's won <laughs> nearly every match he's been in since, ruining the whole gimmick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's had an explosive return and, um, you know, I love his character work, his gimme work. And, uh, I also, I'll tell you what, I think, you know, RPD is someone I am very, very proud to know and call yeah. a friend. Um, when we first met, he had some really nice words to say that he, he had heard my work before I'd heard his. I felt kind of bad, but, um, to watch him, and his progress, I am so proud of him. So, so proud of him. And I really can't wait to see what he does in 2022 because that man's been through a lot, but he's made that transition from boxing to wrestling. And he, do you know what? He's made it look easy. I know it's not been easy. um, The the applause he got when he came out as a surprise partner for um, Sam Miller and 
Yeah. Like, he's only been wrestling. Hour and a half away from where he's from. You know, yeah. like, he, there was, there was no right that he should have got that response, but he did because of what he's done and what he's achieved and because how, it's because of how good he is. And he's another one that you are so happy to be backstage with. Oh, you forget, you love him as soon as you meet him. He's so nice. Yeah. 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 He made such an impression on that because that, I think the night before he made his debut for Wrestle Island and I took my niece and nephew, the first ever wrestling show, and he was their favourite. Yeah. It made a great impression on my girlfriend. Just all the, all, all the rest of the mics like, oh, Ryan's really, isn't he really nice? Yeah. So, yeah. One thing he doesn't know though, so after the TLC match, we wrapped up and I walked round and obviously he's all bruised and battered and I gave him a hug and I said, I'm so proud of you, dude. And he hugged me back and obviously he's sweating profusely. I think he had a bit of a cut. Well, I had a 300 pound suit on. I needed 400 pound. So that had to go in the dry cleaners this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was worth it just to tell him I was proud of him. Um, and I am incredibly proud of him. So I think that match, I think you have three, three, three of the best up and comers and, and three unrivaled talents in this country right now. So I think that again, that is worth its ticket price in itself. Yeah, the next match on my list would praise these four guys to death already. Others, so Big yeah. Joe and JJ Webb versus Synergy. I'm loving the alliance of Big Joe, JJ Webb, and Sandy Beach. I think they're three proper great heels. Yeah, just pissing off the fans, getting in all the fan favorites' faces. It's just yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. I mean, stick, sticking them together has been such a cool thing to witness and yeah we've we spoke how good synergy are um the faces here because that, 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 that yeah which i'll tell you the only thing i don't values. like about that is because they have the best heel music in this country right now mm. yeah. <laughs> it's it it's <laughs> great uh i want them to get it on spotify so i can listen to it whilst i'm at the gym <laughs> um yeah i think uh you know, you look at you look at what synergy have, have have done, achieved, got to offer, and you look at JJ Webb and Bingham's Joe. We have said everything there is to say. You know, these four men are just—they've exploded this year. But I think next year they're going to be even bigger, and that match in particular is going to be one that I'm going to be keeping a close eye on. Um, you know, I want to see that that these four men are just going to beat the absolute shit out of each other. That's going to be so good. <laughs> Uh, which, if it, who knows? We may even get like the Hulk Hogan giant moment. Big Guns Joe trying to slam Anderson Daniels. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and as I announced last night, so due to the assault by Andre Decker on general manager Ethan. Yeah, yeah. He suffered a concussion, won't be able to make the show, so there'll be a temporary GM appointed for the evening. So that should be a fun story of regularity. Yeah, that's that's where Sam Bailey got involved on on social media, and um, you know. Uh, I think I tweeted, please don't let it be Sam Bailey. And Sam <laughs> Bailey then retweeted the Odyssey post saying, whoever it is, can you make sure they fire Simon Hill? Uh, <laughs> that would be best for business. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who is going to step into that role. Uh, obviously, Ethan is the most influential person backstage for us, and we all look up to Ethan. Um so not having him there is not going to be right. It's not going to feel right. And I hope he does have a speedy recovery. Uh, that was a pretty brutal attack that, that Decker, you know, lashed out. And, uh, you know, he, he needs to pay for it as well. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that Decker RPD 
the match in the near future. It must happen soon. So that's funny. Yeah, that's that's going to be a brawl. Uh, that 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 may have. We might have to make it a uh, an adult show for that one. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what, what's, what's that stupid contract that WWE say? But it's there's no no, har- no no harms something. But oh. well, they can't take any responsibility for the hurt somebody gets in the match. But it's, oh it's, right, yeah, yeah. No, no yeah. harms. Not the the no sanctioned. Yeah, unsanctioned, unsanctioned, yeah, yeah, yeah. unsanctioned. Have yeah. it after the main event, so just say this is not part of the show. Yeah, I think I think we'll have to do that definitely. Um, but yeah, those two will end up absolutely battering each other at some point, no doubt. Uh, yeah, during the interview with Andre Decker last week, we found out he lives five minutes away from me. <laughs> <laughs> He's. Uh, <laughs> He's a nasty man, though. You, you can't be friends with him, Chris. He's a nasty man. Yep. He, he, uh, he's, he's been causing a lot of trouble at Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I've put, I've put links to all the ticket information in the description below the interview for both events. So, yeah, I recommend anyone going to either of these shows. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But, uh, no, man, you know, we've, we've got a lot going on, and I've been, excuse me, given dates now for TNT. And obviously next year, uh, you know, TNT are putting out 22 shows next year. Uh, Odyssey, I think we have 11. Um, (laughs) so we're stepping it up there as well. Uh, we're returning to Blackpool. I can't say when because that hasn't been announced and I'll get in trouble, but, um, (laughs) I'm looking forward to us going back to Blackpool because that was firstly a stunning venue. Uh, secondly, it's Blackpool, Candy Floss and Commentary. I mean, what a dream job. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, the, the crowd there were phenomenal. Uh, they were absolutely amazing and they welcomed us all with open arms and, uh, they, they, they went to town for us. They really did. So I'm looking forward to returning there. But obviously, you know, I think everyone knows now, it's not secret, that it is real in Morecambe and it's real at Odyssey Pro Wrestling. Uh, yes. I think 2022, they are going to absolutely become one of the top promotions in this country. Yeah, I, I really, yeah, go, go on Power 4 TV and watch the last three shows of Odyssey. They've been amazing. Yeah, yeah, they certainly have. And, and then you look at TNT, I mean, we're already speaking about them, you know, arguably being the best promotion in this country right now or the top promotion in this country right now. But I think that only gets better next year. Um, you know, we are about to see some of this indie talent make that big jump. But you look at the people that we still have and it's just, it, it's endless. It, it, it's it it's extreme. I'm, I'm scared to bring in an import that has such great talent. No, you know, I know that he's been speaking about it now and there are two people that are very, very close to me that could be making an appearance next year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know you already know who they are. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I can't say too much because I don't know what's been made official just yet, but I think having that moment at TNT could be groundbreaking. So, um, not just that, but obviously they're still in talks with GCW, so we could potentially see that next year. Uh, obviously that got spoken about between Clint and I on the TNT Barbed Wire podcast, which you can listen to on mm-hmm. Apple, or Spotify, wherever. Um, and we've got DOA again. You know, I mean, 
if you just want to see people brutalise one another, uh, DOA is the ultimate deathmatch tournament in the UK, and it's it's a stealer every year. So, you know, no doubt we're going to get some people returning that you've seen at DOA before that have been out the country in the last year. Um, so I think it's it's going to be an exciting time. Most any social media you have before we go? Yes. Uh, so obviously you can you can find me uh, at Simon H Official across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I think those are the main ones I use really. Um, I'm a <laughs> massive Twitter nerd. Uh, I've been told that I should, Chris, to be honest, but I don't know if I've got the time or the patience for it. So I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll revisit that after in the new year. I'm just, I'm just scared I'll get addicted to it because I, I stayed away from Instagram for years and years and years and then I joined it this year and then that's what I use now. For the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I when I was working in Poland is when I started to use Instagram properly mm-hmm. and I was just posting stories every single day, like eight or nine to ten stories every day. And that's a thing now. I can't go a day without making sure there's content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely become the same for me. And, um, yeah, I don't know if I can handle another one just yet. I'll have to see. I'll see what next year brings. But, um, yeah, you know, I'll, um, obviously, you know, depending when this gets released, um, <laughs> so we had cold day in hell last night. <laughs> um, yeah, so two more bookings with TNT this Sunday at Ignition, uh, which is going to be closing the year for TNT, uh, going out with a bang. We've already run down the card. Some of this country's best talent uh, are all there, and I think there'll be a few surprises along the way. And then obviously Pro Wrestling closes out the year for me December 4th. Uh, and again, we've, we've run down that card and I think I'd just like to say what a year I've had, Chris. Yeah. I mean, this has been my biggest year in professional wrestling so far. Um, I have had the opportunity to call some matches with the best in the world already. Uh, by the time obviously wraps up in the space of five months, four months, four or five, yeah, about four months, I would have commentated 77 matches. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm very fortunate and, uh, I'm very excited about the future, you know, already, you know, my diary has already got 39 dates in it for next year, aside from everything else. So, uh, you know, and that's one promotion that I haven't announced yet either. So there's, there's a lot going on and I'm, uh, I'm excited about it. And I just want to thank everyone for all the love, all the support, the constant backing and sharing and, and everything in between. It's been it's been a roller coaster, but I've loved every single second. Yeah, I've loved Brit Wrestling as well. I've never been to so many shows, and I usually go to like 10 a year. I think we went to day 10 in three months. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more. Yeah. 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 Never, never been to Britannia Wrestling before, but we discovered it during lockdown, me and the youngest. So, yeah. So, You're doing the tour, like, Chris. You're doing the full tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be at Superstar Pro on the 11th. Then we're at Wrestle Island on the 19th. There's just so many. Uh, a lot of us seem to be ending on the same shows, though. Uh, a, a lot of the talent that I'm working with. Um, so, some, some of us end on, on December 4th. A couple of us have got uh, idly piddly bookings either side. And, um, you know, it'll just, it's all coming to an end really nicely and really strong and really, yeah. uh, again, it's, 
since coming back and then the way it's all ending this year is just gorgeous. It, it, it's beautiful to witness. It's beautiful to be a part. So uh, I think for fans this year, they've had a real treat. I think next year they're in for something even more special. Yeah, and I'd be happy if either Scott or Cameron finishes champion. Any of the four in the chat tournaments finishes champion. Yeah. Yeah. Them ladies become OPW champion. Yeah, so I'd be so happy for anybody to finish the year as the champions. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to drink a lot of honey and lemon. I think I'll be popping quite a lot on comms. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'll have to look after the, the vocal cords a hell of a lot. So, uh, you know, that's that's uh, I'm going to be living on that for the next two weeks. You know, and look, it, I've spoke about how much I love this business and love this industry and love what I'm doing. Um, but absolutely can't wait for a rest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shows yeah, every week. Um, it's, it's a hard job. People don't realise, you know, even... Even outside of the ring, for the people, I guess, like myself or Mark Adams, um, you know, we're active pretty much every week or every other mm-hmm. week. And commentary, ring announcing, you know, like Mike, um, it's a really difficult job to do. You don't just walk up and talk. Um, <laughs> there is so, there, there could be days and days of prep for just a two hour show. That's the um, reason there's so few good commentators and so uh, like the same commentators are on like lots of shows and the same ring announcers are on lots of shows and the same yeah. referees on lots of shows because you can't just turn up and do these jobs so. no no absolutely and you know there is that so you know have you you have the red bull crash um i have that after every show because for two two and a half hours i have to be energetic i have to be yeah. up here to match what's going on in that ring uh if i'm not i'm not doing my job justice uh so you know, I love it. I absolutely thrive on it, but I'm absolutely excited to just breathe, soak it all in even more, which will probably get me emotional. And then, you know, <laughs> we, we go again in January, and I'm really looking oh, forward to it. So, be amazing. Yeah, wait. <laughs> be amazing. Be amazing. It'd be so good. As always, I always enjoy speeds this year. I'd love to have you on <laughs> again in the future. So. Definitely. Definitely. We, we seem to do this really well, Chris. We make really long episodes. Every other episode <laughs> that you do is just like an hour. And then you get me on, you're like, oh, Jesus, man, I've got to talk. 